Welcome to Do A Blessing CNS Church London's podcast, sharing the good news weekly. We hope you are blessed by today's message. We meet in our midst and we thank you for what you do. Father, we say let your name be glorified in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray that you would honor yourself in our midst. In the name of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' precious name we are praying. Amen. Let's have our seats, please. God bless us all in the name of Jesus Christ. Um, we are just going side by side by those who are going through the lectures of baptism. Because I believe also that it is also beneficial for every one of us as we as we proceed. It is going to, God help us, it would, I would, we will try to make it as practical as possible. So that's why I have kept it as the practicality in bearing fruits of repentance. Practicality in bearing fruit of repentance. I will be doing some, you know, um, let's, we'll just do it this way. I will start off by when we first of all talk about repentance, the Yoruba transition puts it in a, in, in a good way that says Irunukiwada. But when you read um, you know, the interpretation is that repentance starts from thinking. It comes from a place of I am thinking about something. Now, as we, we need to, we are going to start from the very basic, very point of that. But if I think that I am going this way and it is wrong, then there has to be a standard of what I think it ought to be. Do we get to that point? And we would we would look at the standard also to a point so that we can understand well when the Bible call talks about repentance. <coughs> repentance is key. In fact, it is, as far as Jesus puts it, it is either make or break. Jesus will say, repent, else you perish. There is no, it is, it is such critical, it's a critical part when it comes to our Christian world. But the first thing is that we need to get the measure of standards well first so that we can proceed. So, let me say this way. As we try to look at the, our basis and what we use in measuring. What we use in measuring. So if, let's say, okay, Joshua has a, a business now, we'll use him as, um, we call it Adijosh, um, <laughs> what's it called? Studios. Adijosh Studios. Now, Adijosh Studios, if, you sell everything that he has in that Adijo studio. Let's say everything comes to 500,000 pounds. Every equipment, everything. Now, when I, as an investor, is coming to buy that studio of him, I can buy it for 5 million pounds. Am I stupid to know that everything in that place, because part of what it will give to me, sorry, I might talk a little bit of finance, part of what it will give to me will be his assets and everything that he has. And I will know the market value of it. But yet, I am paying five million pounds to buy Adidas. What the indication of what I have paid for is what I expect the growth in that business. There is no businessman, proper investor, 
that would invest in a business that is fully efficient. That means there is no room for growth. That is the best it can be. Because the only way is down. So they would always buy. That is why you see all these multinationals going to developing countries. No matter how well, how bad you think that place is, they know that the, the market there is still very, very fresh. But the Western world is almost saturated. Take your time, say. So when I'm coming to, to so when I buy Adidas for five million pounds, and and you will see that whenever a company is bought, most of the time what happens? The share price goes up. What does that mean? They are saying that this investor that has bought this company must have seen something that he has used to pay that now in invest when a share when you are analyzing a, um, a purchase of a company there is also you look at the character and the ability of that investor so basically you would say that you know how well is he is he wise enough? Can we judge? Can we rely on his judgment to purchase that? Does do you get what I'm trying to say? So now, part of the things that you would use as a measure is one: the person making the investment. Number two, the um, what's it called? What is invested in that business? Those are the two things that at least you need to use as a measure when making, when, when deciding the prospect of a business. Do we get to that point? Amen? Amen. Okay. So let me quickly bring it, because there are so many things I want to look at it practically. Is that if I am the most patient in my generation as bio. If that is the best I can be, then the investment of Christ is, is wasted. Because the best version that can come out is bio. But if I look at the investment of Christ on the cross, then the best I can ever be is not the best of bio. Because they would have probably used the best, the, the blood of bio to buy bio. Because that is what it was. The reason why everybody is shouting about Twitter and in the mocks, people are saying, how would you invest such a huge amount in a business that is going down? But however, there are other, other things to you. I'm not here to talk about it, but I'm just showing you as an example. Is that so? If Christ can purchase me with his blood, then for me to now measure my, myself against my peers is wrong. Does that make sense? That is why, let's go on. The Bible says that in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, the Bible says, We do not dare classify or compare ourselves with those who commend themselves. He said they measure themselves by themselves and compare themselves with themselves. The Bible says they are not wise. So if I say that I am the least pastor that causes people in all the pastors of the world, so I am great. The Bible says you are not wise because your measure of judgment of yourself is wrong. So the so even that is why you can think that you are the best as far as everyone is concerned because you are measuring your character or your prospects against the best in your garden. So you say, ah, you know what? Me, 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 my whole life, see, my own Christian work is, 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 
is still very strong compared to all those ones. And God is saying, no. Who made, who gave you that measure to measure yourself up? I was talking to someone yesterday, it was on Friday or so. I, I, you know, I had a dream and God was speaking to me that, you know, when he put measure, I was, I was talking to somebody yesterday, I said, I said, you will never see me talk with one silly thing. Because, you know, it's because you don't understand you. Maybe you have not been shown your measure. If you understand the measure, you will understand that even the thing that you think you are, you are doing is irrelevant. So when I say that, ah, before I used to lie, now I am improving. Who is the measure? What, what, by which measure? Are you measuring yourself against yourself? Or you are measuring yourself against the standard? Does this make sense to the point? So the Bible goes on, and that's why when you see when Jesus is talking about issue of sin or things like he is not measuring you against yourself. He is measuring you against himself. So you will see when he says to us, forgive from Psalm 6, uh, sorry, uh, Matthew 6, verse 12, he says that forgive us our sins as we forgive others. So he's using his measure against your own. You would see again as you go on to, you know, Jesus, you know, at times people do, we, we, we do it, we, it, it's understandable, you know, at times something happens to somebody. And the people begin to measure their own righteousness against, that, against those people. So, Matt, look, look, you will see that there was a time where, um, okay, it's just, at, just at, at that time, some people came, some people came who, who told Jesus about Galileans, who, whose blood pilots the government, that is, had mixed with sacrifice. So, pilot called gathered people and he, sat, he slaughtered them and used their blood to make sacrifice. So they told Jesus and Jesus told them, said, Jesus said, do you think that the Galileans that were, were worse sinners so that thing happened to them because they were sinners? Jesus now said than all other Galileans because they have suffered this way. And so people say, ah, the whole family perished. They must have done something wrong. Jesus said, what, did, what they were talking to Jesus says was man-made disaster. That a man can cause massacre. And the people that were killed is not because they were, they, they were sinners. Jesus now withdrew again. Let's come on, please. And Jesus now went that. Jesus said, I tell you, unless you repent, what is saying that your standard of measure of either you are right or wrong is because you see some people suffering. And your conclusion is that I am not suffering. So that means that my own righteousness is better than theirs. So Jesus now even went further and said, when you go to, um, Jesus, now, the example that he did not give him, Jesus said, oh, there is something that happened. Maybe you guys did not know. They knew because he, when he said the kind of others, he said, he said, or oh, do you assume that the 18 whom, whom the tower of Shiloh fell? So it was like a place of garden that he used to worship. And the place fell and killed all of the 18. Jesus said, you think that that natural disaster happened to them because they were sinners. But at times, when something negative happens, the first thing people say, ah, Talosha. Jesus said, no, hey, that is, that's why Jesus classified it. There are the two kinds of disasters Jesus was talking, they were talking about. One was man-made. The other one was nature. But it happens. That does not mean that those that it happened to were more sinners than you. What Jesus is still talking about is that if you are using, if your measure of righteousness 
It's not that you have even improved on yourself, but that's another one that first of all dealt with. Your whole second of my is that ah, this person that this life is this, this ah, they must be ah, they must be the worst sinner. Jesus is saying no. That position of standard is wrong. So when you see when a pastor who preaches to a church. In, in, in the northern part of Nigeria, and after service, Boko Haram came and bombed the whole place, killed the whole members, except, except the pastor, or the pastor survived, and things like that. That does not mean, that's what Jesus is saying, that does not mean that they were sinners. Or you that your church is okay, that you are better. Are we together? Now, what I am still trying to point out as we, as we are beginning to, because one of the challenges are when a, 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 you know, you must, a shareholder, like I said, is gauging the right, is looking at the character, is looking at the cost of investment to make a measure on his decision he's making. On the decision he's making. Take your time. So you see, when you see a share price go up, it's because people are trying to buy it. Then the prices rise. So you would see as we go on. Now, I'm trying to say that by the standard of Jesus, by the standard of Scripture, your measure of how well you are doing cannot be by you cannot measure yourself about it, on, on yourself. No. Your measure cannot be around your peers. You say, ah, you know, <laughs> see all these people. Thank God. I am still very, I can still pray one hour more than that. By whose measure did you measure it? Why? Because if you think you are improving, there will be no room for repentance because your standard is yourself. So you look and say, ah, I have improved. And then we say, there can be no room for repentance. Because the standard of thinking is wrong. So you so you know I I, I quoted this scripture when I was in uni one day. Ah, because trouble. Amen. <laughs> Revelation chapter three. Verse twenty-one. In fact, because trouble, I was almost I was almost that was before I went to I was literally traced out of fellowship. <laughs> the Bible says, I said, excuse me, it's not me, it is Bible. Jesus said, to whom who is victorious, I will give the right, I'll give the right to sit with me on my throne. If you have said it there, and I said, you can do your own victory, you can measure your own success by your own development plan. But he now said, just as I was. Basically, what he's saying is that the standard is not you. The standard is me. So, until you are clear on that, there will be very little room for you to understand repentance. Because you would be, you are on a self-improvement plan. This is what Isaiah saw. That Isaiah got to a point when he saw the glory of God. God did not say, Isaiah, you are, you are Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 6. He, he, he says, he says, woe to me. I cried, I am ruined, for I am a man with unclean lips, and I live among people of unclean lips. He said, my eyes have seen the king, the Almighty. Once the standard is clear to you, you would understand where you are. the standard is not clear, you would think you are, you, are, you are the best. 
you will think you are the best. Let me just quickly show something, you know, and the, the, you, know, the, you see that after that, what happened? Help, sorry, just go on. After that, what happened? Help came, but he first of all discovered that I need help. But he cannot discover that if his measure is against himself. God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. That's why when you read Acts chapter 2, the Bible says that now they were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews. People, the Bible, the Bible will say, devoted Jews from every nation under the, under the heavens. Now let's go to the last same scripture. You will see there, let's go to the verse 7. When the people heard this, who were the people? God-fearing Jews. They said their heart was caught. What happened? They, Peter measured them against the righteousness of Christ. So the people that you think were holy, by the time the measure was against Christ, they discovered there was room for repentance. So he says, brothers and sisters, and Peter said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of sins. And you will receive the Holy Spirit. So, what, even though they were, as the Bible says, they were righteous, or they were God-fearing, the Bible says that once you are measured against Christ, you will discover that there's an issue. So, I said that to start off at the position that you cannot know, you cannot, there will be limited things for repentance, if you if your measure is still against yourself. From where we come from, we normally get hungry. I am better than all of them. You know? Every young person will fornicate. But you know what? I only do what I am far better than them. Who, which measure? What? How did that measure come into place? So please just take note about what we said. We're coming back to that. But but had the judge for five million pounds, even though his assets. Is because I know there is a potential for him or for that business to grow. Now, as far as he may be concerned, he has made profits. But the investor, that is a wise investor, is making much more profit. Let him come back in 10 years. He will not discover that that business See, all these investors, they don't give you money for free. <laughs> they will have done analysis upon analysis of how much it will cost, the profit, and they will take the risk into, into account. God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, as we understand that measure, there is a critical second step that is important in the journey of repentance. You would see when you go to Matthew chapter 3, you will see that the Bible says that, that the, the day that were being baptized were in the river as they confessed, on another part of the Jesus he said earlier, said, confessing their sins. And you see that the, the, the Bible now says, it's a produce, 
produce that which is consistent with repentance, demonstrating new behavior that proves the change of heart and a conscience and a conscious decision to turn away from sin. So, when I first of all discover that my variation from the standard is huge. That thing that I have discovered, aside from feeling bad about it, I must confess it. A confession is not, Lord, you know all my sins. It's a mother, and things like that, which is not bad. But that is not confession of sin. And I'll begin to explain to you why confession of sin is critical in your journey of repentance. Because what you don't declare as bad by yourself, you will find a way to go back to it. So when you are declaring to yourself and to God, you are exposing sin. That's what you are doing. So the Bible says that the, the, the Bible says that let's let's just quickly go to Proverbs. Uh, Proverbs 20, just um, two slides down. I'll come back to the Proverbs. Thank you. The Bible says, He who conceals their sins, they will not prosper. But the one who confesses, so what the Bible says that if you are not confessing it, you are concealing it. And at times, some of us we use activity to conceal sin. What is sin that is carried here? Your variation between you and the investment. So I can argue my position. But what is what that is is concealing sin. But confessing sin is I have discovered that and we will get to that. I have discovered that I should not be behaving like this. Why? Because of my of the investment. I am confessing sin. Padding it up with a lot of explanation, is covering. And what that does is that when a man covers his sin or sin, the Bible says they will not prosper. What the Bible is saying is that the soul will find it difficult to move forward because that sin is still concealed. We are going to just talk about a couple of things around, you know. So I've said that the variation, so even somebody that, um, let's say, steals, or maybe gets annoyed. Confession of sin is not saying, ah, when hunger happened, you know, if not for this hunger, our, you, are, you are still concealing it. Confession is, this is what I have done that is wrong. And I will tell you the reason. See, it is not that I have discovered and will get it. It's not that I have discovered and I feel bad that I should not do this thing. That's not confession. You are not talking about feeling bad here. That's what I'm trying to say. You begin to discover that, that it is so either you feel bad or you feel good. A confession of sin is this is wrong. And I am confessing that I have done wrong. Because thinking God understands and can analyze between your covering is Basically, causing a lot of let's let's just go on, please. Let's go to you know when the Bible says 
this is what I'm saying. The Bible says that I wish that your soul prospers. So when the Bible says that it will not prosper, we're not talking about money. Go to, please go to Psalm 32, just up a bit. God bless you. So he says, the Bible says that, oh, what, oh, what the joy for those whose, whose disobedience are forgiven, whose sins are put out of sight, yet what joy for those who, whose record has been cleaned of guilt, who has lived, who has lived in complete honesty, Please note that when the Bible was talking about who has lived in complete, thank you, who has who have lived in complete honesty, it's not talking about people who have been, it's people who were honest about their faults, who are honest about their sins. That's what the Bible says. So the Bible now went on to say that when I refuse to confess my sins. It says, my body wastes away and I groan all day. See, if you are still having trauma, at times it is because that sin is being concealed. The day you learn, we understand confession of sin and are not concealing is freedom. Now, confession in, is in two dimensions, is in two ways, not in, it's, it's two parts to it. There is confession to God, and there is confession to people. James, please. James, shut up. Yeah, the Bible says, therefore, confess your sins to one another. He said, your missteps, your offenses, and pray for one another that you may be healed. You know the Bible talks about that if you conceive. Now, what does that mean? There are different ways. Number one, you, you need to learn to be accountable as a Christian. If I have done something wrong, this is biblical attitude. You know, I understand whatever, you know, whatever, you know, I sadly experiences are out there and things like that. But biblically, one of the ways to restore yourself in healing is saying, I did this. It didn't say come and hide you. He said, confess your sins. Another thing, what that does is that if I have sinned with somebody, or if me and somebody, like for example, maybe we fornicate together, or maybe we go on raids together, whatever it is that we do, uh, my confession to you is that, sir, I have given my life to Christ. What me and you were doing is a sin. Therefore, I am no longer interested. That is confession. Somebody says, ah, you know, I don't want to lose my friends. We just want to, we want to get along and things like that. You see, why, when you consider it, you are considering an instrument for the devil. Because what will happen is that the day you are praying, or the day I do something, you say, remember. Why? Because once you conceal sin, or sin, let's be totally like sin, it's, it's, it is, an, it is a, a stronghold for the devil. I'm not saying just declaring to anybody, that's what the Bible says. But, you know, make yourself accountable. Ah, but if I tell this person, one, seek someone that's accountable, two, this is the way I live my life. If it goes wrong, I am satisfied that I obeyed scripture. That is me. So if you go out and you say, ah, that guy, it, it is not a problem for me. I 
I have obeyed scripture. What I'm trying to say, and I will still bring us into more practical, more practical aspects of this, but I'm just saying that confession of sin. Now, what does letting people know that, excuse me, we were doing this together, but I have given my life to Christ. It is not what I want to do again. Maybe I and somebody or my somebody have been will be going back and forth. I just talk rudely, I do this, I do that. I I I have realized that Christ will not do that. So I am sorry. Now, why is that important? Let's go to Esther. Esther chapter 8. He says, I am ashamed to ask the king for soldiers and horsemen to protect us. Because we have told the king that, that the gracious hand of our God is upon everyone who looks to him. So what did they do? They had to turn to God and ask. How does this apply to us? If I have told you that you know what? I have, this part is leading us to hell. I am cannot do this with you again. To be able to come back and say, eh, you know, ah, that thing was just, it will be difficult. So what have you done? You brought a barrier. That's why he said, we have told the king this. How are we going to go back and tell the king that, eh, king, you know, there are sometimes you feel like Christian, there are sometimes you don't feel like Christian. <laughs> But when you conceal and you are not you are not someone that confesses, the, it is easy to go back to it because there is nobody that knows why you changed your mind. Does this make sense? So if you know. <laughs> There are some people that, you know, at times, well, there are some friends that, that was a day in uni, I was, they were talking, and I just wanted to introduce, I just wanted to talk. And I just said something. Everybody went quiet. He was looking at me. And I said, ah, what's going on? I said, ah. And God said to, God said something to me. I don't know how best to put it. He said, ah, I don't know how to put it. Hey, <laughs> you a white chicken. A big white egg. She had a chicken. What do you have to do? Okay. Female. Yeah. Well, one of chicken, one of the but he said he doesn't know. Basically, um, know your place. Basically, you don't know. You don't know your place. Your place of honor. There's a day we have a group chat of my second school teacher and my sister is there, but you know, so I'm showing this. You know, we had this group chat and people were talking, they were talking about, I don't know what they were talking about, they were talking about sort of things. It was a group chat that, you know, every one of us is everywhere, you know, across the world and things like that. So they were greeting somebody happy birthday. So I wanted to respond to the bad day comments. And as soon as I said, good morning, everybody, the next thing I had on the group chat was, please, pastor is on the line, can everybody keep behave yourselves? <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> you know, I, I, I have never gone there to go and preach. What I'm trying to say is that once there is a barrier, and people begin to know that this one has said that he has believed in Christ. And he has told us that he cannot do certain things with us. The day you want to do it, they will tell you, ah, have you forgotten that you told us that you are, you are a pastor? Or, don't forget, you are, you are now a Christian. You are carrying Jesus on your head. Now you, are, you now want to come and tell every sinners. Have you had that before? But when you conceal it, confession, it will always be easy to go back to it. Does that make sense? 
God, grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. So confession of sin is important. It hope it it doesn't it allows your soul to prosper. You know there is you know there was a guy that a copper and things that got this girl came so this guy normally comes and they sleep with each other all this kind of stuff the guy go back again so this thing again gave his life to Christ he was said to her that now that you have given your life to Christ you cannot do that again so you need to let him know that I have now given my life to Christ what we were doing was sin If you don't let him know, he will come back again. And you know, and what happened was they, you know, she was like, I said, okay, write letter and send it to him. It is better he receives it there before he comes. So as soon as he got the letter or the whatever, he came. He came. He said, what do you say happened to you? <laughs> you have given your life to God. Ah, no. I said, okay, you know what? Let's do party. Let's do send off. <laughs> so I will, after now, I will accept that you are giving your life to Christ. So the woman had to say, ah, no. And that's where I'm going. I said, no. You don't understand what had happened. The problem is that the person you want to do send off with is not here. That is the problem. Now, let's go up here. Just quickly for our time. It leads back to what we're talking about around baptism. Bible says, Are you ignorant of the fact that? All of us who have been baptized into Christ were baptized into his death. We are therefore buried with him through baptism, through baptism into his death, so that Christ was raised, so that so that as Christ was raised through death to the glory and to the power of the Lord, we also might walk habitually in the newness of life, abandoning our old ways. Let's go on, please. He said, he said, for if we have become one with him, permanently united in his likeness of death, we shall also certainly share in his likeness of resurrection. He said, we will not serve ourselves. We know that our old self Human nature without the Holy Spirit. That's what I meant. That means that before I gave my life to Christ, I did not have the deposits of Holy Spirit. Now, back to our analysis of business. When you see at times when they buy the business, what they do at times is they clear out all the people working there and they put their people in there. So that means that even though that business is still called Adejosh, the people working inside of Adejosh is different. Why? Because they know that they are, the only way is output can match their investment is if they change the management inside that place. So the only way God is saying, by your com I am comparing you to, to, to Christ, is because the investment God has put inside of me, the Holy Spirit, has the ability to bring me to that level of Christ. Does this make sense? So, if somebody now says, one of the things that you people do when they buy businesses, 
they put new management. Okay. When you have a staff that behaves in a particular way, and somebody comes and says, ah, there is a staff here that, that, that has sorted me as what will you say? We are under new management now. It's a different place. A Christian that still, you did something and somebody said, ah, why did you say that? You know, you, 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 you know, it is what you did. No, I, I, see, this is who I am. That Christian has forgotten that the person living there has been evacuated. The Bible says at that time you were, let's go to the previous slide please. At that time, is it, which one, um, sorry, um, uh, just, no, no, sorry, back, let's go back to the, uh, where we are, no, where we are, where we are, Romans 6, the previous one, thank you. Um, the Bible says that, actually, the Bible says that who does not have our whole nature, that does not have the Holy Spirit, let's go to the previous one, Romans 6, please. Yeah, just, okay. He said, we know that our whole self, human nature, without the Holy Spirit. So, I cannot now say that I need the I when we when we when we shake the ground, the whole place shakes. That value did not have the Holy Spirit. So it will be wrong for me now to be judging myself and say, ah, I am still better. You are not in, 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 in finance. There's something they call budget and actual. And you can make 10 million pounds. But if, you're, if, if, if that variation is high, they will still ask you why you are performing below budget. Why? We, this is the investment into this thing. You cannot be doubting that you made one million pounds when 10 billion pounds was invested in you. Is that not a profit? It is. It is profit year on year, but based on the investment. Have you ever noticed that all these companies, the profit from last year is better than this year, but yet they still say that they're making loss because it is not proportionate to what was invested. So you need, he said, he said, but that one was nailed to the cross with him. So when the lady said, ah, the problem is that. The person that wants to do, uh, what's it called, um, uh, departure, or you do send off for, you cannot send me off because you never met me. That person, if you had come some days away, she would do send off. But you don't send off somebody you have not met. This man is different. That is why it is not that, ah, you know, I am improving on myself. That's why, you know, I am, no, no, no. That is great. But what the Bible is saying, no, this one died. So today I am acting in variation to, I say acting like the person that was nailed. I, my excuse will not be saying, and you know, I'll say, ah, did I behave that way? That one died. Why am I behaving like somebody that taking offense? Because you, that whole one, died. The problem is that because it is still called Lady Josh, it is still having the same picture, the same painting, you still assume that that building is the same. But the Bible is saying, no, something came into that building. Management changed. And that is the challenge with Christians. 
<laughs> oh God, if you know my dad, <laughs> you'll be taking God for my life. God is saying, which life? Which, which, which one? He said, in order that the body of sin might, might, might be torn away with so that we would no longer be slaves to sin. Let's go on. He said, for the person who died with Christ has been freed from the power of sin. But if I am not ready to confess, if I'm still holding on to the old person, I'm comparing myself with the old one, I would always be better. I would always be better. God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. So, what does the Bible talk about when the Bible talks about fruits? Of righteous of, of obedience. You know, fruit is when there is how do you get fruit? There is a seed in the place. All the all you need to understand how do you get that seed? The seed is there. The fruit to come out. So have you given your life to Christ? Yes. The deposit is there. But because you, you are still you are still thinking like you are the person before you met Christ. That is where the issue is. That is where the issue is. God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Romans chapter 8, he says, However, if you are not living in the flesh, sorry, however, you are not living in the flesh, controlled by your sinful nature, but in the spirit, the in the fact that the spirit of God lives in you, directs and guides you. Please understand. Do you, do you see the difference here? The Bible says that you are not living in the flesh. Controlled by sin. So that means your desire will keep driving you. But he said, but you are controlled over by you are, you are sorry. You are in fact the spirit of God leading you, directing and guiding. Do you see the difference? One is control, the other one is guide. So, if you are not ready to partner with it, you will see the way you are. And this one will always control you. The Holy Spirit will not. It would keep directing you. You should not be doing this. This is wrong. But because he's not holding firm, this is the one that will be prevailing. God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. So, I'm just trying to skip a couple of things just because of our time. Yeah, let's just go down to, um, I want to just show us something as we come to this. No, 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 please, just, uh, that's Romans 8. You just go, um, scripture before. So, the Bible says, if, if Christ lives in you, though your natural body is dying of sin, your spirit is alive because of righteousness which he provides. That means, what does it? the Bible says? God is making provision is available to you. And the Bible says that if the spirit of him that raised Jesus from the dead dwells lives in you, it will who raise Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal body. So what he's saying, you know, we normally call that scripture. He the spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, he will quicken your mortal body. What Paul was actually saying is that it is difficult for you to do certain things, but that deposit is inside of you. If that spirit is really in you, it would it would quicken that body to be able to act in the way that bio will naturally not act. Because a new deposit is inside my body. That's why the Bible says, you know, we normally quote this scripture. Oh, if the spirit that raised Christ from the dead. No, you are, God is saying, no, that's not how it works. 
it is for you to know that there is a provision already inside of you. Let's go on, please. He said, so then, because if the spirit, he said, he said, it will quicken your mortal body. They now went on, he said, so then, brothers and sisters, we have no obligation. I must just, this is just the way I feel. I need to, I need to, ah, I need to, I need to, oh, the Bible says no. If the spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells inside of you, you are not obligated to ask that way. That's why he said, he said, but, but not, but not to control our flesh, human nature, our wordness and sinful capacity sinful capacity but to live according to the impulse of the flesh. But, ah, they just triggered me. The Bible says there is a provision already inside of you that will not allow it happen. That will not allow it happen. God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. That's why you know, the Bible says that I would, I, Ezekiel chapter 36 said I would, I, I would sprinkle you with water. Just, just let me just divide the scripture up for us. He said I would sprinkle you with clean water and you will be clean. I will cleanse you from all impurities and from all idols. What is that? When you give your life to Christ, the blood of Jesus does what? Washes you away. Washes your sins away. What? He said now I will give you a new heart. And I'll put a new spirit inside of you, and you will, and I will remove the heart of stone and the heart of them and give you the heart of flesh. I will put my spirit in you to move you to follow my decrees. So when somebody says, I cannot do this, no, what you are not discovering is that something else is already deposited. So the Bible says to carefully keep my laws. Then you will live in my land and things like that. Amen. Amen. Let's just take a practical example and we would we'll, come to an end. Daniel. So the Bible says Daniel made up his mind. Lord, to, that he would not defile himself, take, dishonor himself with the king's finest food and wine. What does that mean? A point of repentance. A decision was made. How does that equate to me? God, ah, I don't like this. I hear Pastor Bayos Samuel. I feel bad. I shouldn't be doing this again. I'm going to change. And that is good. That is the starting point. Bible says, so he asked the commander that he might be ex he might be excused so that he will not define himself. What does what, what is that? Confession. He made it clear. Now, the Bible now said something. God now said, okay, we are having some serious commitment in this place. Let me now give favor. That means the way you say, oh God, help me, God. You came last year. <laughs> Let's see. We can do this. We can do this. <laughs> you know? Let's see. Let's see. I don't say no. You are you are on point. That's the first point. Now to not get out and say no. God is saying, ah, let's see. See, ah, I need to conceal. Because ah, you see. Gabriel, let's wait. He will come back again. God, you see, ah, I am a sinner. God said, you know I know. So there's no, there's no problem there. 
What are you going to do? So we saw that he made a confession. The Bible said, now God granted Daniel favor and compassion in the sight of the commander. You would think he stops there. Then the commander now said, ah, Daniel, you are going to put me into trouble. Why don't you just take this food? So after you've told them that you're not doing, you say, ah, boy, do send off now. Let's, let's do send off. You know, I know that you're giving your life to Christ now. There's no communicating, there's nothing. But boy, you know what? We put some girls around. You know, ah. So investment will not go for waste. Just do this one. Close your eyes like this. Close your eyes and you, you know. Then tomorrow you 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 continue with Jesus. Daniel did not know that God was already behind the scene, partnering with him so that he can make the right decision. At times, because you keep having things that will make you trip again, you will say, "Well, it was just too difficult for me to just say no." The commitment to this thing is too high. That's what they were saying. Say, ah, Daniel, our job is at stake. You, they will not complain. Have you had people say, ah, you know how? And you say, you are not spoken again. But see, now, I paid for this thing. Are we not, say, are we not going to, going to do it again? Let's just do this last one. You know, God, I will not be annoyed again, but this last one, this one that just appeared. <laughs> Let's quickly settle it once and for all. God, after I have my way, I will never do this again. This is the last time I will be annoyed. So, and you begin to read uh, things that things that say, okay, no, just do it big. Go out big. So you don't say, ah, I am going to, I'm going to give them big time. Then afterwards, have you had the thing that my heart will now be free that I cannot go to God? Since your heart has been free, has it remained? Just this one smoke. This one, this one, this one, this one. This is this is it will be. I will, I will now I will now write I will write signs around my room and say that ah, you know. This is not, this is the last. So I just say, you know, I just want to gather my friends together. We're doing, we're doing, we're doing, we're doing, we're doing, we're doing the final one. That was what they were doing to Daniel. Don't worry. Daniel, consider us. We know that you are, consider us. That was what was happening. But Daniel said, sir, I have made up my mind. I have made up my mind. As a Christian, that person that wants to do last smoke is gone. This one cannot smoke. When you begin to put these guidelines in place, it begins to help you in your journey of making decisions. The point is that you have not made it clear to people. You have not, you have not put a barrier of shame whereby, ah, if I do this again, I am not going to justify it. There is no reason under heaven. I will just go again and confess that by your, you are wrong. The, the, the Bible will say that it is the weary, it is the madness inside that uh, uh, alcohol brings out. You know? It is because it is there. That is why it is still coming to the surface. But when we come to confession, I hope this is practical enough. There are practical steps to begin to do it. And guess what? If I now by mistake fall again, what would I what, what would I do? I would say, ah, 
Why did I do this? I died. Ah, no, 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 no. Get yourself back to position. Remember that this is not you. But what would I do if I fall? Ah, you know, this is Bayo. I know that Bayo is just trying. Bayo is trying. But what the Bible says is that no, if I fall, I go, no, this is not me. And I go back again and follow the process. Confess my sins. Begin to let it know. What will happen? See, I will end it this way. Nobody wants to hang around dead people for long. I never see people want to hang around dead people for long. The more you people know that you are dead, the more that they see signs of death, you begin to see that your friendship begins to shape. You are not chasing people, but your friendship begins to change. Why? Because death chases a people. May God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. Let us rise up. Thank you for listening to this week's sermon. Have a blessed week.